Happy 2024, Monetize Your Ministry family. I'm so excited about what's happening in this platform, on this platform and with this entire Monetize Your Ministry message this year, 2024. So we'll continue to bring you podcasts, continue to feature interviews. I'll be doing some more solo episodes this year. And I actually want to hear from you as to some of the content you want. So if you would, just send us an email to podcast at monetizeyourministry.com. That's podcast at monetizeyourministry.com. Let us know. Maybe some guests you want to have on, some ideas you have, some topics you want us to talk about. We'll also be releasing some new products and some new ways that we will serve you in this year, 2024. Now, for this week's episode, this is another part of our summit that we did in September of 2023. And it's an interview with Athena Shack. Now, if that name sounds familiar, it's because Athena has been a guest on the podcast before. But this presentation she did at the summit is one that was super inspiring. Now, I know Athena's story. Um, I've heard it. I've read it. But to hear her tell it on the summit was definitely inspiring. And to, to share with you how your story, even somehow some of the painful parts, how that can be turned into a ministry and also a way for you to generate income. So check out this episode and please make sure you share this with someone else. Let's go. Welcome to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast. And you get a chance to interact with them. To me, that's full-time ministry. And did I have to, because talk with that business is like it brings in itself and then opens. I want to provide content and things that are going to help change lives. And I simultaneously want to, to receive a blessing from that. Now here's your host, Kamon Hans. Okay, Athena, minister, um, reverend, <laughs> pastor. All right, here we go. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. Listen, Athena, um, thank you for being a part of this summit today. Um, you have been an integral part of my journey in monetization because you're the publisher of my book, my books, actually. And you've helped so many people to get their ministry out into the world through producing books and getting those books around the world. And so I wanted to have you come on here because I, I believe that one of the ways that people can monetize your ministry and actually set, set themselves up for other ways to monetize your ministry is through books. So I want to talk to you about books and also about how you've built your service-based business. So Athena, um, tell people just a little bit, if they don't know Athena Shack, give them just a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, a little bit about me. I'm the publisher of Watersprings Publishing. Um, I'm an author. I've written about six books, two full books, and have designed and created a line of uh, scripture writing journals. And I design stationery as well. Um, so in a nutshell, that's, that's what I do. And I also help people through the process of not just publishing, but also writing, getting yeah. their message out of their head and into a manuscript. So that's what I do. I've been doing this um, solely for the last eight years uh, next month. Ooh, it'll be our eight year anniversary. Um, and that's what I do. Awesome. That's who I awesome. Am. awesome. And you are the publishing boss. Let, let people know the that. The publishing boss. I tried not to lead with that, but yes. 
And you're an ordained minister. So let's make sure people know that. I've I've heard you preach. Athena can you can bring the word now. So if you get happy in the midst of this summit, we're gonna be all right. You just just go ahead. So Athena, somebody, let's let's start here. Um, we want to know how do we monetize through books, right? And someone might say, Well, I have a book inside of me and I'm struggling with this whole process of writing. I'm struggling with this. Let's start with the writing side. What are some of the things that you would say to someone to help them take what they have and put it down into a book format? So just, just give us some of the tips on that. One of the biggest struggles in getting your idea into a book form are all the steps in between. A lot of times people just try to sit down and say, okay, I'm going to write a book with a blank, you know, a blank piece of paper, that blank cursor, and they think it's just going to magically just all come together. It really takes a plan. You know, I tell people in the beginning, you have to start with your why, right? You have to start with why are you writing this book? All right. What is your core message? Who are you writing to? All right. Um, why are you the one to mm. write this book? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Um, and people sometimes get stuck on that um, because everyone who's writing a book may not have a doctorate. They may not even have a college education, but they have a story. They have a message. So that and that's what I want to bring out, that you do have a story and a message, even if you don't have, you know, the title and the accolades that others have. So knowing your your core message, your why. Mm -hmm. That why is going to help pull you through the whole process because that is connected to your purpose, right? Yeah. What you're passionate about, you know, what God has instilled in you to, to, to write, it's all connected. So when you are clear on your why, right, and it's kind of going back to what Dr. Wright was talking about, yeah. you know, you have to know who you're trying to help, right? Um, and how are you helping them? form it together and that becomes your why. And that's what leads you through the process. Um, and then it's planning. I'm, you know me, I'm big mm -hmm. on planning, you know, and that's usually a missing part. Don't try to just sit down and write from scratch. You need to brainstorm. You need to get your big ideas out, right? And then you break those big ideas into smaller subtopics. Those subtopics become what? They become your chapters, right? quick one, two, and three for a nonfiction book, all right? And then when you have a nice outline, now you're able to go, okay, here's chapter one. This is what I'm going to write about, start writing. And so even if you put it down, come back to it, your outline is already set. You don't have to go back and try and recreate the wheel. So what am I gonna write today? No, you're gonna write chapter three, how to start a business, right? Because yeah. you've done that work so when you have a framework it will make writing so much easier in getting to the finish line i love that so first of all so we're tying it back to what we just heard from dr Wright. you got to have that, that purpose statement who is this for we got to figure out okay what 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 am i doing why am i even doing this right my why and then you're telling us now let's connect this with a plan let's begin putting a plan together so I've heard you say this before. There are different ways that people write. And um, let me also pull this out because you said this. Some of us disqualify ourselves before we write our book because we don't have what other people have. 
But what I'm hearing from you is life. Some of some sometimes what qualifies us is what we've gone through with life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about what some of the ways people like write books. I know you say some people they journal to book and then others. So I don't want right. to take yeah. Right. So there's there's multiple ways you can get to a book, right? Um if you are busy, right, and you know you have a lot of content somewhere, um, it can be through um, an old blog that you started in 1982, like, you know, <laughs> when blogs were super popular, right? It could be a blog, you know, um, post that can be turned into a book. Um, it can be, if you're in ministry, it can be Sunday school lessons that you've been writing from scratch for years, okay? or for months, or on a particular topic that you're so passionate about. Um, You can take that content and repurpose it into a book. Um, You can, you know, as I mentioned, you have that that topic that you want to hit that you're passionate about. You've been researching it. You've been studying it. This is is what um, you can talk about for 30 minutes straight without any notes, right? You go through that process. Um, Journaling to a book. Yeah. Super great way. Um, I used my journals as my my part of my meditation um, and devotional time developed into the journals. And I have journals that develop into devotionals. All right. Another great way to get to a devotional, sit down in your devotional time every day, have your scripture, have your focus right and just keep doing that for 30 days. Keep doing that for 60 days. You will have a devotional. Mm -hmm. Then you go back and edit it for your audience, right? So there are a number of ways you can get to a book. You can be writing a memoir, right? And and you may be going back into journal entries that you've had over the years. And you know how we write some really great things back in the day. We can go back and, man, I, I forgot about that story. And then you can bring it back, you know. So there's there's ways you can get to the end without having to sit and write from scratch, um, you know, every single time. I love that. So you're saying, one, start with sometimes what you already have done, right? You're repurposing stuff that you've already done, and you're breaking it up, right? You're breaking it up into, I'm not going to sit and try to write a book all today. I'm going to take it each day, just write a small piece. Maybe somebody put in the comments, have you, as you've heard Athena say different ways, um, repurpose a blog, you heard her mention devotional, you heard her mention taking old Sunday school, uh, old lessons that you've done, old sermons that you've done. Are any of those ways, journaling, right? Any of those ways resonate with you as the way you might write your book? So just go ahead and put it in the comments as, as we're still having this conversation. And we'll take some of your questions later. So Athena, we're going to jump forward in someone's story they've written the book and this is what i think when we talk about monetizing i want you to really zero in on someone writes the book and then because of whatever words that we tell ourselves or messages we're like well i don't want to sell it i don't want to market it i don't want to do all of that money money stuff right talk to them about one how to do it and why it's important to do it to market my very first publishing client, full publishing client, brought to me um, uh, several poems that she wanted to turn into a poetry book. 
She was a high school um, um, mother. She got pregnant in, in high school. Mm-hmm. And she had all of these poems from that time. And she said to me, Athena, I don't even care how much it makes or if it makes any money. I just want to get these poems done and out, out of me. To this day, she is not only a published author of that one poetry book, but she has three poetry books in the series. And she also went into children's books and she also has a memoir. I told her at that very first conversation, that's cute that you don't want to make money, but this is a business. (laughs) And she got the message. She found her passion. She found how to utilize her words, how to utilize her creativity. And she's the most introvert person you ever want to meet, but she found her passion and her outlet through writing. And then she discovered how to have it make money for her. She shows up at events. She gets her own publicity with one book and it just kind of kept bankrolling, right? Because she started to figure it out who she was writing for and how to get their message. So I said all that to say, that sounds cute, but this is a business. And the reality is, especially for people in ministry where you don't want to feel salesy, you don't want to feel like you're pimping out your gift. You don't want to feel like that guy, right? Right, Like that guy, right? Um, And you don't have to, you know, marketing is my background, my underground, my underground, my undergrad, work was in marketing. And so I believe, and I preach this all the time, is to be able to market yourself authentically, all right? So that you don't sound salesy, right? You sound like yourself. And when you are passionate about your book's topic and you are speaking about your book's topic, you are going to impact people. Remember, we're going back to our purpose and our why. If you keep that why in front of you, that you are here to impact someone's life, then you impact someone's life. They cannot get your book if they don't know you wrote the book, right? right? So you have to talk about your book. You have to promote your book, right? And the sale is getting it into their hands. Mm-hmm. That's the sale is getting into their hands. So we can't shy away from the sales. If you shy away from the sales, you're shying away from the impact. And that completely goes against what the goal is. The goal is to make impact. The goal is to teach. The goal is to inspire. That is the goal. Yeah. So if you are, if you are afraid of your goal, (laughs) listen, get that right first. (laughs) You know what, what came to mind when you said that no one lights a lamp and puts it under a, you know, a cover. So you write a book that's supposed to help people and the way to help people is to sell it to them. But you're like, I don't want to sell. Like, no, that's not that's not the way this is supposed to work. And there are ways to do it where you don't have to say, buy my book. Tell us, tell us, because that's what I, we want to know. I I do not allow and teach my office to say, buy my book. Mm-hmm. No, you know what you want them to, to, to invest in? The message. Come on. You want them to invest in the message. Here's 
here's what I'm passionate about, right? Again, going back to Dr. Wright's, um, those, those points. Um, my first book, Grace for the Journey, was written for believers who've experienced tragedy, trauma, or loss, right? That was what I was passionate about. That's what I experienced. That's what I knew, right? So when I published the book, I didn't say, hey, buy my book. No, here's my story. Here's my story, right? And when you start telling people the story, they become attached to the story and the message and they want to hear more. I don't have to say at the end of that, buy my book. No, here is the story. Here's what I've developed. Here's the link. If you want more of the story, if you want to learn how to navigate uh, the broken pieces of your life, this is where. Once you have provided value, you don't have to feel like that's a it. salesperson. That's it. That's You're providing it. the value. So that's what you do. You provide value. Okay. And once they see that, they're going to buy it. You're not, you're mm -hmm. not forcing anyone. A lot of times people get stuck with the, I don't want to feel salesy. It's because they're usually talking to the wrong audience. All right. If you have a book that's about, um, I saw someone say um, about fertility, right? So you're not talking to the men on your, uh, uh, the single men probably on, mm -hmm. on, on your Facebook feed. Right. You mm -hmm. know, so so many times we start getting into our followers and we think that they're all of our, our, our market. No, they're not. They're, they're not. You have to know who you wrote your book for and only speak to them. All right. So don't feel bad if Cousin Jojo didn't buy your book. That's Cousin right. Jojo has a full tummy. Right. <laughs> She's not worried about infertility. All mm -hmm. right. She mm -hmm. can't stop her babies from coming. So you focus in on the others, the silent ones mm -hmm. that are that are lurking there. Right. And you speak to the heart of them. Right. You find the Facebook groups that mm -hmm. for people who are struggling with infertility, you go find your reader, emerge yeah. yourself into that, that, that group and listen to what they're saying, listen to what the fears are, listen to what um, has helped them. And you, 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 you engage with them, right? So if you, if in, in, in that group, you have something to offer, I know exactly what you, you, you mean. I went through the same experience and I wrote about it in my book, infertility and whatever yeah. right, right. That's, good. that's the segue that's but good. you have to show value i love and it and then that, the book sells it. itself show value share your message show value share your message i love it okay let's let's grab a couple questions here athena um i saw one earlier it says and maybe you answered this already but this this person asked so i want to just acknowledge their question they said what if I don't know how to market? If you don't know how to market yourself, that isn't everyone's gift. So kind of address that and let's see what other questions we might have as well. Sure. Here's the thing. It's not everyone's gift, but it's someone's gift. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm a firm believer. If if you don't have the skill set, hire out. Yeah. All right. When I self-published my first book, I had a good 90 percent of the skill set. What I didn't have, I hired out. Um there are so many people who are so gifted in niche areas where you can find someone to help you with your marketing. And there's many ways it can be done. It can be done through online courses. It can be finding a coach. It can be, you know, putting in, you know, the marketing hashtag, right? And Instagram and people, you know, you find people, follow them, right? Find your person, okay? Um, because it's someone's gift, right? right? 
um, and, and people and, and learn what marketing is. All right. Um, marketing is so much more than what we see on social media. All right. Us. So it's really Make identifying it who your target audience is. Right. It's it's having the right message having the right product and finding that right person. So when we think, when we hear marketing, usually we're thinking tactics. We're thinking, okay, where do I put, where do I do social media? Where on social media is Hashtags, Instagram? Blah, blah, Those blah. are tactics, right? Every strategy is not going to work on a particular social media, right? It's not going to work on a particular um, form of media, right? When I went to college and where I got my um, experience, we didn't have all of these forms of social media. You know, we had TV, radio, newspaper, and magazines, and billboards, <laughs> all right? So it was extremely hard to break through if you didn't have, you know, the, the, the cheddar, right? We have the, the power of social media. We have all of these digital forms of social media. Those are tactics. Those are outlets, right? You have to know who you are, yeah. what you're bringing to the table, articulate that. Can a, can a coach tell you know tell you who you are? You have to know who you are. They'll help bring it out of you, but you have to know who you are. Why you why did you write this book? Write those things down. Yeah. I love write it. those things down. Write what you're passionate about. Write those things down. See your value. Right? Get a strategy together. Look up what what is a marketing strategy. Listen, and I'm, I'm the power of AI. You can go into AI right now. I am writing a book on infertility. I need a marketing strategy that can break through the clutter and allow me to market myself authentic, 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 authentically. That's the word. Yeah, <laughs> that's the word, right? I'll let it give you some ideas, yeah. right? Yeah, and then you can definitely use other people. So don't let that hold you back. I love that, right? Any knowledge gap that you have, focus, zone in, and go for it. I love it. I love it. All right. There's one more question we're going to take. This person says, and I think I know the answer to this one. Uh, how do I go about choosing who to edit the draft of my book? So, Athena, tell them how to contact you then. Because <laughs> the, the, the most difficult thing to do is to turn over our babies. Mm. All right. Our, our manuscripts are babies. And so I get this question a lot because you don't know who to trust. You don't know the process. Um, so you before you hire someone, get someone that is really great in the field. Right. To have a look at it. If you are a poor writer, you can get an English teacher, get someone, you know, to have a look before you you hire someone. When you get to the point of hiring someone, you need to know what they're going to do. Is it a content edit, right? Are they going to move things around and suggest edits to help with the flow of your book, all right? That's very different from a copy edit. The copy edit and line editing, it's line by line. It's grammar, syntax, you know, punctuation, all right? Some people are great with getting the ideas out and um, into a nice flow. They just need someone to go back in with that line editing. All right. So you have to, to know what you want. And then you need to ask around. Yeah. Okay. You're not the only one that has written a book in your sphere of influence. That's right. Good. Ask around. Who did you use? That's the best form of, of referrals or the best way to get to the right people, right person for you. Okay. 
and have a conversation, talk to them, right? Don't trust um, just a price list and you've never spoken to them Good. because you. this is someone who you're going to be connected with for the next few months. It is a process, yeah. all right? You have to be comfortable with critiques. You have to be comfortable with this person saying, I have no idea what you're saying here and not be offended, okay? And I have one of my coaching clients on here now, you know, where, you know, th th there were some moments, right? But she knew me and knew my heart. So she's never offended when I say, listen, sis, I need you to, you know, go back to this section and let's rework it. All right. So you want to have that comfort level with the person that you hire um, and make sure that you know what you're getting, time frames, you know, and all that good stuff. But ask around. That's the best advice that I can give is to ask around. I love it. All right. Athena Shack, Water Springs Publishing. I'll let you out on this. Someone is sitting there just hesitating. Give them just one word of admonition. There's 30 seconds. What would you say to that person to help them to move beyond uh, where they're stuck? Everything that you need to finish this task is in you or in someone else. Your job is to push it out. Your job is to have the, the confidence and the courage to say, no matter what, I'm going to get this out of me. No matter what, I am not going to allow the enemy to silence my voice, silence my story. I'm going to push past my nerves. I'm going to push past my self-doubts. And I'm going to journey on this road. You may not have it all right the first time. Your first draft will be your worst draft. But it is one step away from your best draft. So I just implore you to not get stuck in your head, but to, to get into your heart and work. If this, this, this passion is not going to die. It's like Jeremiah said, it's like fire shut up in my bones. When God has given you a message and you know you know that it has to get out into a book. It is not going to silence itself. That passion will burn until you just irritate it at yourself and then you'll get it done. I love it. I love it. Uh, Minister Athena Shack, publisher, author, Water Springs Publishing. Thank you so much for being a part of this summit. Thank you for listening to the Monetize Your Ministry podcast with Kamon Hines. For more information, visit our website at www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com That's www.monetizeyourministrypodcast.com Find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Please share this episode with someone who needs it. Let's increase our income and impact.